We do that every other week and we just kind of go over every project that's been completed uh, in that time frame. And it, it, to me, if you've got those KPIs, you have to be doing those sort of reviews with those numbers uh, to make them effective. You know, you can't grow unless you have KPIs. You just can't arbitrarily say, I'm going to get this done in 30 minutes. That, that will never happen and, and you will fail. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the PSA Pod. This is another episode that James Gallagher is hosting with one of the PSA committees, and this time it's the operations group sitting down and talking about key performance indicators. Uh, we have Dustin Koenig, uh, the operations manager for security solutions, Jay Kowalski on the AV side. He uh, is the director of AV operations for Red Thread, and Kevin Henderson, the Chief Operating Officer of Lone Star Communications. In this episode, the group talked at length about measuring performance and ultimately how that drives to the bottom line. I think it's a really great discussion and there's a lot of good takeaways that many of our integrators can take back to their organizations or even just relate to. Um, and also a, a good understanding that uh, both on the AV and security side, that uh, our systems integrators are facing a lot of the same challenges. I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, if you have recommendations of a guest or a topic, please go ahead and send them to marketing at psasecurity.com. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's a real pleasure to have each of you guys, uh, members of the operations committee, just uh, real happy to have you. Today, we're going to be talking about what are your operations goals? And uh, to start things off, I thought I would uh, bring up what are the numbers that you're trying to get to? Kevin, I'd like to hear from you first, sir. Sure. Um, happy to be here. Um, <clears throat> see everybody again. Um, we have a couple of different things we really try to look at. You know, tech utilization you know, for uh, how, much, how much time are they billing or not billing? Um, you know, because each company will have a different set of hours for training and vacation and different things that you'll, you'll just never bill for. Try to, so try to find the right balance on that. <clears throat> and then really trying to focus on um, our cost of goods sold and talking to our techs about how they impact that from a labor and material standpoint. And uh, how, how uh, did you develop the numbers that, uh, that you guys use? <laughs> uh, some of it is based on, you know, things that we talk about in the industry all the time, you know, uh, and everybody, every company has, does things a little different, but you know, you typically have your cost of goods sold, your indirect and your overhead. And, you know, a bit, an easy way to think about it is you want to try to have a 50, 20, 20, so that you're, you know, netting 10%. And so those aren't hard numbers. Like I said, everybody does things a little different, but it's, it's really based on that. And when you, we build out our budget, we take those percentages into consideration to figure out, you know, what, what do we think we're going to net? Mm -hmm. And so the easiest things to impact are your labor and materials. Everything else is a lot smaller in the grand scheme of things. Yep. And so that's when we can go to our team and say, what could we do to tweak these percent? Sure. And we kind of go from there. Yep. Justin, I see you uh, nodding your head, sir. Any uh, thoughts on uh, that, uh, what, what Kevin just said, or, or as far as how do you develop your operational goals? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, very similar to Kevin is, you know, we go through all the budgets of, um, you know, you take your top line sales and then going through your cost of goods and your labor force. And usually all the rest is kind of this, the smaller stuff that you got to work with. But um, the most important thing that we found is just uh, tracking, 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 um, you know, inventory management for cost of goods sold is huge for us. Just uh, especially when you've got technicians out in the field and you send them out with parts and, you know, they you end up finding that they've held onto a part on their van that, you know, thousand dollar part and still on their van a year later, never got used and it could have been returned. And, um, and so we find that, you know, just tracking those cost of goods is um, incredibly helpful for us on, on getting those margins. And then uh, we really manage uh, hours as far as uh, per project basis with the technicians. And um, a lot of that's about building goals with the technicians I've found on managing their hours and um, Cause you've got the hours sold, but then you've got hours that are actually realistic. And sometimes you're going to have extra hours after you take a look at the project, project manager and the technician. And, and so we call those optimal hours um, in our company and of what goals the technicians need to be shooting for. And then uh, we manage those and review those on a pretty weekly basis with, with the guys. So um, yeah, that's probably the, the biggest thing that we've found for affecting those margins and that profit and everything. Yeah. Very cool, thank you. And uh, Jay, last but not least, sir, coming from the AV world, there's a lot of crossover, but um, how how is that resonating with you? Are you seeing the same thing on your side as well, sir? Yeah, uh, James, I do. It's, it's not too much different. Um, you know, our, our operational folks, our, 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 our billable folks are, are definitely focused on their utilization rate. Just like Kevin had mentioned, um, we have different skill sets in, in the AV world and uh, internal to our organization, they have different utilization rates that we try to meet. Um, so, you know, what's super important about that is the reporting structure. So as, as these billable folks go ahead and they, they um, fill out their weekly timesheet, you know, that data is collected. And over time, you know, we create reports to understand uh, build versus actual, you know, so we can understand not only the status of the job, but understand the utilization rates of, of each uh, tech and each position being used. And then, you know, over time, you can aggregate that data and come up with some strategy for, for the next fiscal year. And, and, and it allows you to actually get a really good sense of how to forecast for heads uh, or heads needed. And, uh, and then you can go back to your sales team and say, well, if you want to meet this number, um, we're going to need, you know, X amount of folks to do that. And uh, that really positions you well in the future. Um, so, you know, it's definitely not different at all. Matter of fact, it's very much the same. And it's a kind of refreshing to, to hear that. Yeah. So uh, Kevin, as you're listening into what uh, Dustin and Jay have said, uh, is anything resonating with you? Anything that you are thinking about in particular, maybe as it relates to the billable hours or anything like that? Well, you know, I, it did make me think about, you know, some of, you know, KPIs are useful in a couple different ways. You know, so some you specifically are wanting to watch things that, you know, you've decided as a group either annually or quarterly, you know, these are things we really need to pay attention to that are impacting our business, but also it can be to change behavior or mindsets or to get people thinking about. And that was really, you know, for us tech utilization, that's kind of where it started was just to get uh, all of our techs to be thinking about 
um, how useful their time was. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's still really important to watch, but, you know, something Dustin uh, brought up about parts being on vehicles, you know, we used to have that. And then, you know, we started, we had to implement, you know, uh, monthly checks to their vehicles, you know, just here's the parts we think you should have or not have and kind of go through that um, just to try to eliminate those. And so that's, you know, when you're thinking about what things do we want to track, it's really kind of try to keep both things in mind. Is there a behavior on your, any of your teams that you kind of want to try to change or is it something very specific that impacts your bottom line that you want to watch? Right. Yeah. You know, Kevin, it, it kind of makes me think about, uh, I forget which, 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 pizza place it was but remember if if your pizza didn't come within 30 minutes it was free right right yeah so you think about like if you're going to come out and advertise that that's that's relatively risky like you could potentially lose a lot of money um so so how do you drive that behavior and and the only the only way to start doing that is measure performance and that's where they keep excuse me kpis come in yeah uh because you you tailor them to uh ultimately drive to to the effect that you you want in your or strategy of your organization right so so they were probably thinking okay what you know what exactly is is the the time limit that uh needs to be adhered to from when the pizza is coming out of the oven to when it arrives at, at the customer's house um so and, and they had to measure it over time so they were there were actually indices there that they had to consider so you know you can't grow Unless you have KPIs, you just can't arbitrarily say, I'm going to get this done in 30 minutes. That, that will never happen and, and you will fail. Yeah. So they're super important and they're flexible. They don't have to be common or the same. They can be tailored to your strategic goals as well. Absolutely. Now I want pizza. <laughs> yeah, I know. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to, to add to that for like for technician labor, especially, you know, it's a skilled uh, skilled trade. Um, you know, we work with a lot of different products and everything. So it's not only whether you have labor available, but do you have the right labor available and putting those technicians in a place where they can succeed because you might have guys who can uh, do the work and uh, a couple experts or something like that, but maybe they're on another project and not available for the project that is coming up or something. And, you know, it's what we found is, you know, you grow your sales force, you uh, bring in more sales and then you have to add technician labor. But because we work with so many different products and so many different systems and everything, it takes a long time to actually get those people trained up. And so setting those uh, technicians and project managers and stuff up for success for putting them in a position where they can be the expert and they, they can win on that project with the amount of hours that you're measuring them against. And, and sometimes you have to change the amount that you're going to expect them to do because maybe they aren't quite the right person for the job or something. So it's kind of, you know, you have to really balance that uh, mm. skills. And hours. I, I have to share a, a unique KPI that, that we, we created and, and we follow. So we actually track cost of errors in design. And what that tells us is if we're going too fast, if we're, if we're ahead of our quality plan, um, we're able to, to identify that um, on, an, on an aggregate, on a monthly basis, really. Um, so when that number is, it's, it's always existing because uh, things happen. But when, you're, when your cost of errors is, is a lot higher than what you set your threshold is, uh, was, 
you obviously know there's issues and you got to slow down. Um, so I, I, I throw that out there cause I, I want to see if anybody might track something similar. We, we actually do track that here. Um, you know, we call it an internal change order, but it's the, it's the same kind of thing. And it, it's something that we had to do that either take things off, put things on add hours, you know, and it, but at the end of the day, it's things that might've been a little off. You know, we designed a whole fire alarm system. And then when we got through, we realized we only need six power supplies, but we sold eight mm-hmm. um, or that something like that. So you have to take that off and try to bring that back to the engineering team. You know, so it's just this, it's a constant evolution of how can we get better and be more efficient and share information and not do these things. So very similar. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't measured that yet. We actually just started a design department. And so we're actually working through a lot of these issues, but um, that's actually a great idea because um, like with Kevin, you know, fire alarm systems, you draw, you know, one circuit with the wrong type of wire and the building finishes and all of a sudden you don't have a working circuit and yeah. you got to re-pull that wire, got to cut the sheetrock, the very expensive mistakes for uh, design mistakes. And um, so I'd be interested, Jay, on how you uh, get that feedback to the designers or um, kind of what you do with those KPIs when you, when you find those mistakes. Yeah, we actually look at them on an individual basis. Um, because, you know, there's, there's going to be outliers, but what we're looking for is a pattern. Uh, and it usually uh, goes back to a behavior that we want to change, adjust, or, or even modify, um, or even a process uh, in some cases. So um, we, we, we literally do that. We, we, we look at each one individually. Um, but, you know, that doesn't take away from the fact that if, if you have a whole pile of, of them, then you, you might have a bigger problem. So. Right. Yeah. Good to identify that early though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, not to go way off uh, on a whole other potential podcast, but, um, you know, we do uh, on the same sort of note, we, what we do here, we call job, job autopsies. So at the end of every job, whether it goes well or it doesn't, we have the sales, the ops, you know, the purchasing, and we kind of go through and what went really well and what didn't. And yeah. why do we keep putting these parts on here, but we don't use them or any of those little things uh, similar to what Jay was saying that we could adjust in the process or parts we're using or not using and really try to get that honed in. <laughs> Dustin, Jay, uh, you guys doing uh, uh, autopsies or uh, postmortems on your projects? Yeah, we, uh, we started doing those, I want to say about three and a half years ago. And it has pointed out so many different things. We started learning a lot more about uh, our technicians who are working on the jobs, you know, recognizing patterns of which technicians are doing good jobs on which sort of systems that they're working with, um, you know, certain systems or types of projects that we're going over, under on our cost of goods sold. Um, and, and then getting uh, feedback quickly back to the sales team for how they can be adjusting their bids or, uh, you know, if, if pricing has gone up on certain equipment or something and they missed it, uh, we can get that feedback to them. So we do that every other week and we just kind of go over every project that's been completed uh, in that time frame. And it, it, to me, if you've got those KPIs, you have to be doing those sort of reviews with those numbers uh, to make them effective. How about you, Jay? 
Yeah, we actually uh, do that exercise every other month. So bi-monthly, uh, we sit down and, and we look at all of the projects that have billed for that period. And, and we do that, we analyze them and, and we talk about you know, what went well and what didn't. And, and we tried to take some lessons away. We've also uh, had a lot of success in doing that with consultants. Um, in the AV industry, there's, there's a heavy consultant presence. So oftentimes they're present, you know, not only in the beginning in the design phase, but throughout and they want to ensure the quality is there and they want to close out with you. And it's super beneficial to sit down with them and, and talk about what, what went well and what didn't and, and what could we do better? Because not only does that reinforce the connection that you created during the job, it opens the door for future work. It kind of makes them think like, oh, okay. So they, they kind of, you know, mess this up, but they're, they're owning it and they're changing. And I, that's good. I, I, I definitely do that again. Um, yeah. So, so there's, there's some value there outside the organization as well. Kevin, Dustin, uh, do you guys have much interaction with consultants? I, I'm not sure how that crosses over from the AV to security integration world. Uh, well, for us, uh, you know, there's a mix. Um, so, it, you know, it, it depends on the types of jobs. Okay. And we have, you know, certain customers that, uh, you know, healthcare, for instance, you know, we have a lot of uh, IDMs that have consultants. And so, you know, we'll go through them for a nurse call or, or other services we do. Um, and, you know, state projects, you know, sometimes it'll just be the architect and an engineer, but sometimes they'll have a very specific uh, low voltage engineer slash consultant. And so but there's a mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the projects that we work with are, uh, you know, specified and designed by electrical engineers, or they'll do a base, base design that we work off of. And um, it really is kind of dependent on which electrical engineer that we're working with. Um, a lot like to play their cards close to their best. They make the assumption that that helps the industry because it makes it more competitive and nobody gets a leg up or whatever. But um, I have found that that kind of restricts their knowledge base by not connecting with the integrators. And so we really try to work on projects with engineers who uh, want to have those conversations and want to learn more about uh, how this stuff actually gets installed and whether it works or not and update their specifications to match with what's going on in the industry. Um, I've found specifications on jobs that are 10 years old and have never changed once and it still references other projects or whatever, but um, that just shows the importance of reconnecting with those engineers that, that are interested in doing that because it really yeah. does help the whole, the whole industry when that happens and you can have that full circle of review with, with everybody involved. Right. That's awesome. Clearly from KPIs through the whole process to the, the end, the post-mortem and, and working with the, the different teams, that seems like you guys have a firm grasp on it. I'm glad that you guys are all members of our operations committee. And uh, with that, guys, I think we've come to the end of our time. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just really honored by the time that you guys have taken to join us and, and uh, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thanks for having oh, us. Thank you. Yeah.